Welcome to SlayerFest 98. I'm your host, Ian Carlos Crawford, and joining me as my lovely co-host, I have my best friend, Dr. Kimberly Ann Southwick. Hi, and uh, we have joining us a Buffy icon. You've played three different characters. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, well, three characters on Buffy and one on Angel. Right, right. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so four characters in the Buffyverse. Yeah, I'm Camden Toy. Uh, I played uh, one of the gentlemen in Hush, uh, the, the skin-eating de- demon Gnarl in uh, season seven, uh, same time, same place, the episode. And I played multiple episodes. I played the original Uber Vamp. Um, and then in, in Angel on season five, I played the Prince of Lies on the flashback episode to World War II called uh, Why We Fight and on the German submarine. Do you want to tell us your Buffy origin, how you how you got this job portraying so many different characters in the same universe and all that? Yeah, it was it's 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 kind of a funny, funny, uh, funny story. I uh, uh, the very, very first uh, pro- project I did uh, with them was uh, to play one of the gentlemen. Uh, in Hush, and uh, I got that through the you know the same you know the usual usual way, which was through my agent. Uh, my agent called me and said, "I Buffy the Vampire Slayer wants to see you tonight at six o'clock or six thirty or whatever it was," and I was like, "Tonight?" Because usually you have a day you have a day or two you know to you know look at the, look at the sides to like kind of prepare, and I was like, "What? What about what about the, the what about the script?" And she was like, "There's no script, just go." <laughs> and I was like, so I'm thinking this is foreboding. This, this, this is for an, for an actor to walk into an audition with no script, uh, no preparation. Uh, it's, it's a little scary. Um, and, and it does happen, but uh, not that frequently. Usually they, they, they give you the, you know, sides of some sort before ahead of time. So I walk in and uh, I, I, I watched Buffy before, but, you know, I wasn't really up to date with, you know, what was going on on the show that specifically that season. Um, and uh, they were like, okay, um, the character was called the laughing men originally. And uh, mm-hmm. Lonnie Hammerman, the uh, casting director was like, uh, okay, we're probably going to change that name because the episode has no dialogue. There's, there's no dialogue. So we're probably gonna change that. So there's no laughing. Don't laugh. So <laughs> we'd like you to do a, a, a an improv. So we'd like you to uh, float in I'm like, float? Okay, I got it. (laughs) Yeah, sure, no problem. I'll float in, you know. Um, uh, So we would like you to float in, take out a scalpel, and cut this young man's heart out, and then float back out again. Meanwhile, you know, smiling. (laughs) Like, okay. So because of my physical background uh, in in clowning and uh, mime, and physical theater and 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 martial arts, um, I, I approximated um, floating by if you move just the, your legs from the, the knee down, which is quite a, quite a trick. But if you move them just from the knee down and not from the, the knee up, you can actually approximate floating, huh. which is what I did. That's I, I sort of approximated that kind of floating kind of thing, you know. And, I'm gonna try that in the classroom. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you can float into you, Kim's a professor. She can float into her so next what you, classroom. What do you now. teach? What do you teach? Uh, I teach poetry and English. Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, we need more of that. Um, <laughs> so so I float in, I take the scalpel out, I cut out the young man's heart, I take it, and I float back out again. And Joss literally goes, 
Okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Oh, great. Oh, I'm gonna have a night. I'm gonna have nightmares now. Thank you. And I thought, well, I either have the job or he thinks I'm a total psycho. Right. <laughs> and and actually Joss talks about that in, in the commentary uh, uh, on Hush. He said, you know, like, you know, the tall one there is uh, Doug Jones, the shorter one there is Camden Toy. And the two of them scared me so much in the room in broad daylight with no makeup, just smiling that I knew that they were going to give so much to these roles. So, I mean, it's wild. You just doing the smile. I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's the gentleman's smile. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's, that's how, that's how I, you know, was uh, originally, you know, uh, got cast in that. And um, they, you know, it was such an unusual episode. People were like, oh, we're going to definitely bring these characters back. And that never happened. Um, yeah. But I think because they were so complete, it was hard to know how would you bring them back, you know? Um, yeah. So uh, I stayed in touch with casting. Uh, this was season four. I stayed in touch with casting, but they did not call me back until season seven. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, it was one of those for whatever reason. And I would, I would, you know, call them occasionally. I go, Hey, I heard you were casting blah, blah, blah. How about, would you have me in to read for that? And they were like, well, we're really thinking of going in a different direction. And I'm like, okay. You know? Um, so I think what it was is they didn't really trust, uh, my skill as an actor because I didn't have any lines. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is funny because when you're brought back for Gnarl, you have a lot of lines. I have a lot of lines, yeah. And it's actually, when they when, voice. <laughs> pardon me, it's mostly uh, talking. It's mostly talking, yeah. A lot so, of it, yeah. Yeah. So when actually when Lonnie Lonnie Hammerman called me for Gnarl, she was actually very. She was like, "Hey, I haven't talked to you in a while." And I said, "Yeah, it's been a while." <laughs> you're like, "I noticed." <laughs> uh, and she was like, uh, "She was very apologetic because you know usually if you've already been on the show, they don't audition you again." Mm -hmm. But she said, listen, uh, I'm very, I, I'm kind of more, I'm apologetic about this, but, you know, the gentleman didn't have any dialogue. And, and this is a character that has a lot of dialogue. Would you mind coming in and auditioning for this role? And I was like, of course, I'd be happy to audition for the role. So, um, so that's how they, they had me in. And because, of course, it's under a lot of makeup, um, I, could, I could do another role and nobody even noticed it at first. Um, I think what was happening is they were, ha in fact, she even told me, she said, we're having trouble casting this role, um, uh, Narl. Um, I think that, you know, Jane Espenson, who wrote the episode, uh, she was originally conceiving of Narl as kind of small and Gollum, Gollum-like. Okay. So they were, I think, auditioning small people, you know, petite women, um, petite actors. Um, but for whatever reason, nobody was like really connecting to that role. They weren't really connecting to, to what the, the essence of Narl. Um, so uh, somebody in either casting or the, or the writer's room remembered me and were like, you know, Camden Toy's kind of creepy. Why don't you give him a call? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. So I ended up auditioning for that. Um, but I was very lucky. I, I got the sides uh, on a Friday. So I had Saturday and Sunday to play with that role. So by the time I walked in on Monday, I was having way too much fun with that role. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, I think it's pretty apparent that you, like, it was clear that you were having fun. Like, yeah, I was having that character is really memorable. Yeah, that was that was a really fun role to play. I mean, even Marty Noxon, who was the showrunner in season seven, was like, you do creep really well. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> 
So for the Tarak Han, was that more they just called you back and were like, hey, yeah, well, you want to do this? With the Tarak Han, um, I think they, because he was a killing machine, basically, I think they were originally, they were originally thinking uh, just a, a stunt a stunt guy. Mm. And it was, it was Marty Noxon uh, in one of the writers meetings who said, yeah, but we really need somebody to bring it to life, you know, like in the close-ups and like in, in like, you know, the yeah. acting, like it's like somebody like a Camden toy. And and uh Rob Hall, my makeup uh, guy, um, was in that meeting and he said, Well, you know, we have Camden's molds of his face. We could start, you know, sculpting that makeup on his and she was like, hmm. <laughs> um, so uh, I did not audition for that role. They they just called nice. me in. Um, I ended up having a stunt double. I did not have a stunt double uh, it, it, for Narl. I did all my own stunts in Narl, but I did have a stunt double for the Terracon. It was uh, Ryan Watson, who, and, and he's now a, a stunt coordinator. He was the stunt coordinator for the original uh, Wonder Woman movie. He's an oh, wow. amazing martial artist, um, but I was very lucky. He uh, and the stunt coordinator um, allowed me to give a lot of input into how uh, the Tarek Khan fought because I did not want him to be sort of a typical uh, kick and uh, kick and, 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 and chop vampire. I thought of him as sort of like the, like like the Tasmanian devil, like like he's just like spinning. <laughs> that's, that's accurate though. That's how it comes off. That's how it comes off. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted him to be sort of like Taz. And uh, so I, I thought of him as a lot. So we did a lot of spinning, a lot of spinning stuff. And mm -hmm. uh, because of my martial arts background, I was able to like do a lot of my own stunts, even though, you know, Ryan was there and he did a lot of the, a lot of the stunts as well. And particularly the stunts that were really dangerous, like falling 50 feet on wires or like, you know, running along a wall. Those are things that Ryan did. I mean, there was no... <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, they would occasionally come to me and go, can you do like a one-handed flip and do a, a spinning hook kick? And I'd be like, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I can try. Because <laughs> it had been, been a while since I had done that. And I was like, yeah, I was able to do that. But but the physicality um, of uh, the Tarek Han uh, was, it really took me to the edge because um, I, I was, uh, you know, um, you know, I was a lot older than, than, than Ryan. Ryan was in his twenties, you know mm. um, you know, so it really took me to the edge um, because, because the spinning and twisting techniques that we use a lot, which, you know, come out of Chinese Kempo um, uh, were, were very hard on your body. I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, was that more, was that the harder monster that you played, you would say like the harder one to. Uh, physically? Yes. Physically. Yes. Uh, verbally. No. <laughs> Because there's right. no dialogue. I was I was so disappointed they had no dialogue. I was like, come on, you gotta give me some dialogue. I was like, no, no dialogue. <laughs> did you do but, it the growling or no? Was that someone else? I, I did I did growling on set. They they enhanced it in the in in the mix. They did enhance it. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. But um, like, you know, the scenes with me and you know Juliet Landau, for instance, I mean, we we are having dialogue. We're just not, you know, talking. I mean. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I, I really be I because I really thought of myself as sort of the lap, lap dog to the first. So um, there's a lot of communication that happens in those scenes between, you know, when when Juliet is the, is the first. You know, it's funny that you just brought that up because we just earlier today recorded for that specific episode. Um, and we were talking about how good I mean, she's fantastic. And she's Kim amazing. and I. Yeah. Kim amazing. and I interviewed her. 
God, that was a year ago now, Tim, right? It was, oh, it was like a year. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Almost a year. Yeah. It was like a year ago we interviewed and she's like very, very great. And yeah, the, like, it's funny having her jump back into the show and like bringing both of you back for an episode. That's like, you're kind of like, she's playing Drusilla, but it, uh, you know, the first playing her. So you're both kind of playing new characters. Um, and it makes it feel more like nostalgic, bringing back people and sure, stuff like that. Sure, sure. And like adds to the finality of it. She's a very physical actress too. Yeah. Yeah. You know? totally. So oh, yeah. I, that, it was probably fun for y'all to work together, like, you know, intellectually, but also like bodily. Oh yeah. What was also fun about those roles, about those, those scenes was that, you know, um, uh, generally when you have, uh, like, you know, I'm dunking, you know, James and pulling him down and like smacking him around. And generally when, when, you know, be, for the safety of the actors, particularly the, the, the series regulars, they would often have the stunt double do that with, with them. Um, but there was, there was no, you know, his regular stunt double was away that time. So they put uh, a stunt double in, in a wig. Uh, and they were like, well, that's not going to work because as soon as he gets wet, you know, we're going to have to take the wig off, dry it, put it back on. So um, the director was like, uh, hey, James, would you mind doing your own stunts with this? <laughs> and James and I were like, James and I both come from the theater. We're not used to having stunt doubles. So we were like, <laughs> yeah, you know, so I'm dunking him and then I pull him out and I throw him down and I'm smacking him around. And, you know, and there's this one point when I'm like, like, I'm like, I'm screaming and I'm yelling and like punching him and he's like he's totally selling it but i'm just going right past him it's just the camera angle is such that it looks like i'm hitting him right and it but it was he was selling it so much that the that the director and the 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 crew you know watching this on monitor was convinced i was kicking the shit out of And they actually literally they literally like cut cut i and they were like running in and they're like james are you okay and james like yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he was really he was selling it. He was I was just I was just like going right past him and he was like Wah. I love that. Yeah, it's am- it was amazing. Yeah. So you weren't the Turacon for the finale, right? No. No, they decided because the 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 very, very, very first Turacon, sort of the the leader, you know, the leader or the however, you know, or the, the alpha. Right. Um, uh, he, he gets killed. So they decide the, to, to not bring me back. I was hoping that they would, but they, they decided not to No. Now, although <laughs> they used uh, digital scans of both Ryan and me to di- digitally uh, enhance and digitally create the army of Uber vamps at the end. That's cool. So you're kind of there. I'm kind of there. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. What, which of those three characters like was your favorite? Well, I always say that when people ask me that, it's a little like asking a parent who their favorite child is. But that said, um, the character Gnarl was so much fun to play and so verbal and also physical. And, you know, there was he was so complete and no pun intended. There was a lot of meat to sink my teeth into it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it, That's probably my favorite television role that I've ever done. Um, Oh, cool. Yeah. I I, I mean... That's like, I, it's so cool that you have to play because 
while Buffy, you know, played into horror tropes, it wasn't always like the monsters weren't always scary, but I feel like you got to play. Uh, yeah, that's ex- that's exactly right. Every single role that I played on, on Buffy and Angel were horror characters, which, you know, and often the demons aren't um, yeah. uh, d- uh, horror characters. It's like Skip on Angel. It's like, hey, hey, Angel, would you like some buffalo yeah. chicken wings? You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, he's he's kind of, you know, a lot of times they're comic uh, relief or, you know, Lauren is like, you know, he sings and he's he's quippy and you know uh so yeah. yeah exactly a lot of the a lot of the demons aren't you know aren't horror characters that's exactly right so i was i felt very lucky that all the roles that i played were true horror characters i mean yeah. I, I can't remember who said it i think it was a i think it was a tv promo promo that said you know that compared gnarled as being you know the hannibal lecter of the demon world and that's truly what he is i mean uh, amazing he's terrifying yeah i mean yeah. even before you see him physically he's terrifying well, that's, you know? what I, that's what i love about it about the fact that it's it's kind of like the the it's kind of like the shark and jaws the way you don't see him for like a good bit of a movie it's that it's that kind of thing you just and then then you see his shadow <laughs> then you see his hand and then he's, he's like comes into frame and you're like shit yeah <laughs> Yeah, exactly. How but how much of a pain in the ass was that costume? Because that's a full body costume, um, right? I yeah, I had the very very first day. Uh, I'm in that suit over twelve hours, and I <laughs> couldn't go to the bathroom. <sighs> yeah, they they kept saying Rob Hall, my makeup guy on the show, kept saying we can get a hole. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you're gonna are you gonna hold it too? Because I've got like, yeah, these, like I got finger extensions. I can't quite like, you know. I said, no, I I, I think I'll just I'll just hold it. It's it's fine. <laughs> um the second day, um, about halfway through the day, they actually have to peel me out of it because they have to put me in a harness because they had me on a, a wire. I don't know if you remember, they pulled me out of frame at one point. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when I when they're they're sort of peeling me out, halfway peeling me out. I go, I'll be right back. <laughs> so I run and use the restroom. But yeah, the first day I actually, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in it 12 hours. Um, yeah, a good 12 hours. Was that, uh, was that like a normal, were you normally in the makeup for that long or was that like an extra long day? Uh, no, that's not unusual, but I've never, that's the only, that's the only character on the show that I was in a body suit. Um, everything else was, you know, face and head and maybe, maybe, maybe chest, like Tara Khan was like a chest plate, you know, and, and a head and a face, but there was, and, and hands, of course, but, um, but Narl was a full bodysuit. I mean, there was no wardrobe. I mean, the wardrobe, the makeup right. was the wardrobe, you know? Yeah. And interestingly enough, I, I, I mean, that, that's one, another reason why I think that's such a, such a fun role, you know? Nowadays for TV, you think they do something like that? You think it would all be CGI for most shows? Um, some shows, some shows it is. Um, I think they have gotten over using just all CGI. Um, um, I think on Grimm, most of the most of the characters were CGI, but um, I think they're realizing that they're better off using practical effects enhanced by CGI than just full CGI. So a lot of times they're actually using a combination. Um, yeah, um, I think that's more popular nowadays. For a while, the CGI guys were like, you know, step aside to like to all, the, all, all the, you know, the practical effects guys and gals. Um, but um, 
you think that's smart of them to use uh, to use both? Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, Howard, Howard Berger was talking about that in an interview recently and how he was saying how, you know, it's not unusual now that we use the two uh, together. Um, you know, that, that it's, it's a partnership, you know, like, you know, and I think that's great, you know. Better you, than having to be in the full body suit all day and not be able to pee and better than the 100% CGI that is just detached from. Well, I think the, the 100% CGI, you know, I think, if, you know, we were, we were sold a bill of goods that it would be realistic. And the fact is, it isn't. Mm-hmm. It, it isn't real. It, it, it isn't real. It, it, you know, you're, you're losing the actual uh, performance of the actor. So, um, so because of that, uh, I think it's, it's much more interesting. Um, and Guillermo del Toro understood that. I mean, you know, so many, whenever he could have somebody in a suit or in makeup, he would. And then, maybe, you know, you know, like that character in, uh, in Hellboy that has the, the big ball that comes out of his, out of his, yeah. that, I know we all think that's all CGI. Well, the ball is CGI, but th- that's actually, a, that's yeah. actually an actor in a suit, you know? Mm-hmm. It gives his movies like a really good look too. Yes. I think it works. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Have you, I was going to ask you, have you watched the show evil by any chance? I have not. What, what is that? So it's on, well, I've been streaming on Peacock, whatever. I forget what station or Paramount M- plus. What oh. is that? Or NBC. Does NBC. Peacocks, yeah. NBC. So it's like a show where it's like a little bit of Buffy where it like mixes monsters with like real, like some of the bad guys are real. Sometimes they're monsters. It's like they're a little bit X-Files too, where they're like investigating. It's like a woman who used to be a cop. Now she works for like the church and her and a priest investigate supernatural. They do a lot of that mixing stuff. And there's actually a, a sleep paralysis demon whose name is evading me at this moment, but reminds me so much of Gnarl. Hmm. Uh, he's got like the long, but it's all, he's all black. He's like makeup, but it's like a full body suit. He's got like the long hands, the like weird headpiece. Um, and I think it works I think it's one of their scariest monsters and because it's clearly someone in a bodysuit, so it can like crawl on the characters or whatever. And I do think you're right that it's better like, okay, you can enhance it with CGI, but like if that was a CGI thing crawling on them in bed, it wouldn't look as scary. It would just look like, you know, a blob, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, there's a lot to be said for, you know, like your performances, like you said, they went with you instead of a sun person because you know, you could act and like, you still see that in the face, even though it's a bunch of makeup, you can still tell the person's like giving a performance. And I think that's like the big difference with like CGI versus the practical. Yeah. And I was very lucky in that all my makeups on Buffy and Angel uh, were thin enough that I was able to act through them. I mean, there was nothing where I was like, have, you know, where my expressions were all coming through uh, very, very much so, you know. Yeah, it wasn't like Power Rangers where it's just like a big blob suit and, you know, you should move your arms. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, what uh, what would be one of your favorite scenes you got to play out across Buffy and Angel? Oh, favorite scenes. Um, hmm, that's a good question. Um, I think probably... Um, the fight scene that happened in the uh, in the construction site with 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 Buffy as the as the Terracon, uh, and we actually did shoot that in a construction site. Um, oh. And um, there is that one part where she we're up on a scaffold and she kicks me and I fall a good fifty feet, 
and that's Ryan falling. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, about a week later, I, I, I get called in by one of the producers and they're like, you know, hey, we still we 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 didn't get enough coverage in that scene. We need to um, reshoot some of that scene. And um, that construction site wasn't available. So we actually had to reconstruct that construction site in studio. And uh, you would be hard pressed to tell that there was a difference between the two. Um, it's amazing. Yeah, I, it's amazing what we can do with lighting and 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 set and whatnot. So um, yeah, I mean, it's I I love that that scene that leads up to you know her taking my head off. Um, and 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 Sarah is always very uh, concerned about the safety of the other people on the set. And you know they kept saying, Sarah, you need to pull that tighter. And of course, it's you know elastic; it's not going to hurt me. And right. she's like, No, I don't want to hurt Camden. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, so uh, and I was like, It's okay, Sarah. And she was like, mm. <laughs> So I had to like I had, I had to sort of lean in it. To, I had to sort of sell it, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, but yeah, that that probably the, that fight scene that leads up to her taking my head off was is is pretty exciting. How long how long did that fight seat take to shoot? Like, was it like a couple of days, a week? I think we were in. I can't remember if we were on location two nights. I think it was two nights. Two nights for that 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 construction site. And then, of course, we had to reshoot. We had to do some pickups in studio. So, you know, two and a half days. I'm, and now I'm going to look out for that next time I watch that episode because I've never noticed that it like just sometimes on older shows, you can tell there's a little bit of like a cut or something. But yeah, you won't be able I've to tell. Noticed. You won't yeah. be, no, you won't. You won't be able to tell. That's funny. I'm also I also love the imagery of like you in full Tarakan makeup and Sarah in full Buffy. You being like, no, it's fine. I'm not hurting. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what was it like on Angel? Tell well, us Angel, a bit about uh, you know, I, I love the episode I did. Unfortunately, because it's a flashback episode, I didn't get to work with the other actors on the show other yeah. than James. And, and, and I've worked with James before. James was very complimentary about, you know, when, when James found out I was going to be doing that character, he was like, oh, I'm so glad you're doing that character, you know. So that was really nice. And I got to got to meet D uh, David finally. I had not met, met or worked with David before. But unfortunately, because it's this flashback episode, uh, I don't I didn't get to work with I, I, I got to meet and got, get to know uh, Andy and actually become friends with Andy later. Um, and I got to know uh, Amy a little bit later, too. But um, I didn't get to really work with him, unfortunately, because it's a flashback episode. Um, but we um, you know, when um, when they wrote that episode, um, it became very clear that if they couldn't find a standalone um, submarine set, they weren't going to be able to do that episode because they oh. didn't have the time or money to build a set for just one episode. And that standalone episode, that standalone uh, set uh, is actually the... Uh, it's the submarine set from Down Periscope, the oh. Kelsey Grammer film. Yeah. And it was uh, 20th Century Props, I guess, purchased that set and kept it on their lot and rented it out to, you know, numerous different television shows and films. Uh, and um, we were one of the people that rented it. And uh, yeah, so we shot entirely on that set, which was, you know, had been around for years. That's I, f I forget that like stuff like that, like um, we've I've interviewed um, the Buffy season seven costume designer a lot for like the roundup the fashion for each episode. 
And he was telling me a lot of the uh, suits the principals in were just suits that they had. Like that wasn't, you know, Buffy and Willow and everyone else would get new clothes. But like he was like, yeah, a lot of the side characters, it was what we had. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Around. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting so. about sets, because I guess especially with those shows, usually you have like three sets and that's kind of. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, they they had already built, you know, uh, uh, interestingly enough, uh, Angel was shot over on the Paramount lot, even though it's, you know, hmm. it's, you know, it's on the, it was on the WB and it's, you know, yeah. and, and it's, uh, and Fox owns it. <laughs> but they, How does that happen? <laughs> oh, you know, that's, you know, it's Hollywood, baby, it's Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, funny, because, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so they were, you know, so their, their sets, their, you know, their Wolfram and Hart set was already there. They, they, they built that and they used that, you know, for several, several seasons, you know. That's funny. Yeah. I, and like, you know, with Buffy, they had like, it was usually, that's why even the construction site felt like a big change of place because usually it's like her fights are either in a graveyard at the school or maybe at the house. But like this would, I feel like that helped make it feel like a bigger fight was the fact that we were somewhere new and there was a lot of things for her to like get hurt on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the scaffolding and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Was, did everyone, so like, I know in the shot, like in the, the episode itself, all the characters are on the scaffolding. Did they have to be there for the whole shoot or was it, they were just there for a little bit and then they got to leave. They were there when we were shooting, uh, when they when they would in when they were in frame, but if we were shooting in from their point of view, no, they wouldn't have to be on the scaffolding exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was wondering how long they had to like stand up there or whatever. Um, I don't remember exactly, but um, if they were doing if we were doing like a scene behind us where we were fighting and they were over here, then yes, they you would you would have them. But generally speaking, it, it was more of a point of view of their, it was more their point of view, the fights. So, yeah. of course, they're not in frame then. No. That's true. What uh, what was like a, a, I know that there's a lot of talk about like what it was like with the gentleman on set. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the actors have said that like, um, Amber Benson like has said that she was scared of the, ma- the guys, everyone in the makeup. <laughs> What was it? I mean, we've heard those stories. What was it like with Tarak Khan and Narl, like, and even like on Angel, like being in that makeup but being behind, like, not filming? You know. Um. Hmm. That's a good question. Yeah, because you know the gentleman, I did not get to know the, the cast as <laughs> the gentleman. Uh, they avoided us, all of them. I think Mark Luke, Mark Lucas was the only one that would come up and talk with us. Oh, really? Yeah, he was the only, hey, how's it going? Good to see you. I'm so glad you're here, you know? Um, but everybody else, they'd be like, um, we would we would sit for lunch, uh, like Doug and I would sit for lunch with the crew um, because the cast was scared to death of us, you know? To be fair, I was I would have also been scared of you guys. Yeah, like you said, like you said about Amber, Amber, you know, said, I think in an interview, you know, you think that, you know, it's going to be, not that scary in person. She said they were more scary in person. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know if you, I don't know if you heard this story, but you know, she, you know, we would go, you know, Doug and I would go up to her and be like, Hey, how's it going? And she'd be like, you're so scary. And we thought she was kidding. (laughs) We thought she was kidding. Her mother actually had to come up to us and go, guys, guys, stop going up to her. She's not kidding. She's really scared of you. We were like, Oh, Oh, you know, because Doug and I are, you know, pretty nice guys. 
<laughs> That's so funny. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So but but uh, as uh, the the Terracon, you know, I you know it's it's funny. I you know, um, with with Ryan and I, you know, we used to we did a lot of joking around. You know, we, we used to call ourselves the Uber Brothers. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's like, cute. I'm Uber. He's Gooba. You know, <laughs> we're, the Uber, we're the Uber Brothers. Um, so people kind of, you know, they didn't find us scary because, <laughs> because we kind of joked around a lot. Um, and as for Narl, um, I don't, you know, it's like so much of the episode I sh- was, was shot, you know, with me sitting on, uh, uh, sitting on, uh, Allie, uh, you know, right. and, um, Picking off our skins. <laughs> yeah, sitting on Allison Hannigan. And um, and Allie was a really good sport about it. She she didn't come off. If she was scared, she didn't say she was scared. Um, so, but, you know, we got to know each other pretty well. I mean, she used to jokingly say to me, you know, when I run into her, at, you know, like in the future after that episode, after shooting that episode, she'd always be like, you're my favorite demon. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> And a compliment too. Yeah, I'd be like, thank you, you know. Um, but I don't, I don't remember people actually being scared of. For some, I think there was something about the gentleman that just, and I think partly because we we were floating, and partly the makeup, and you know. I mean, Kim, you you get scared pretty easily. What would you say? Which one would you say is the scariest? And they're just two kind of different types of scary. Even yeah. though it's that, I guess that says something about your acting. I mean, like. I would say that they're both pretty, pretty effing scary in, in a different way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. wouldn't come across either in a death body. <laughs> yeah, well, there's, it's like, you know, Nar, it's, it, Narl, certainly he looks scary, but what he's doing is like frightening. I mean, he's, yeah. he's making fun and taunting and all the while, you know, slowly slicing your skin off and you're, paralyzed and you can't do anything about it but you're awake so you're aware of what's happening um it that's frightening um on the other hand the gentlemen are you know they're i think the reason why the gentlemen are so frightening is because the gentleman um is kind of tapping into all of our childhood nightmares where yeah we can't scream and we can't get away and there are these things after us, you know, and that's, that's frightening, you know, not being able to scream, not being able to, you like you, you open your mouth in a, in a childhood nightmare and you can't scream. And um, that's hush, you know, that's really what's going on in hush. You know, you can't scream. People can't scream. You know, you, you saying that, like, it makes sense that you were so good at both because I feel like Narl and the gentleman almost kind of have similar things, right? Like, Narl paralyzes you, so you can't do anything, but you're still very aware. And gentlemen, take away your voice, but you're still very aware when right, they're, right. you know, cutting out your heart or whatever. Right. And both are like frightening scenarios. Um, I can see, I think the gentleman, maybe the reason it had that effect on the cast is it was kind of the first, you know, Buffy, like, like we talked about, Buffy had demons before, but sometimes they'd be jokey. Sometimes they'd just be like random monster that she had to punch and it was fine. But the gentlemen <laughs> were like, they were like dudes in suits that had like creepy ghoul faces and hands and like were quietly cutting at you, but like, yeah, and they were so polite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so polite while they murder. Yeah. Yeah. As they cut, their, <laughs> as they cut people's hearts out. 
<laughs> um, where the with the gentlemen, did they have to take full body like cast of you guys for when the heads blew up? Uh, no, they just used our our, our heads. Our, they took they took full face and head cast. Probably, I think down to probably shoulder. So that's what they that, that's what they used, and I think they only blew up two or three of of us. Okay, I think I'm pretty sure. That makes sense. Yeah, because yeah. like you guys didn't like do the fighting or anything. It was the other little guys in the chains that did all the fighting with Buffy. Right, right, right. What's been like? Uh, who who's been someone that you wished you'd gotten to work with that you've gotten to know? Because I know a lot of you do cons together, so I'm sure you've gotten to know a lot oh, of Buffy um, and Angel folk. You mean Buffy and Angel people that I haven't worked with that I would like to work yeah. with? Um, that's boy. Uh, I feel like. Um, hmm. It would have been fun to work with. I can't remember his name. The actor that played Dracula. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I did, I did meet him at a con. I met him at Whedon Con a few years ago, and he's a delightful man. I wish I could remember his name. I'm sorry. My my apologies. Normally, I'm better with off the top of my head, but I also am blanking on. <laughs> I know. Kim, Kim, are you, Sarah. Kim, are you looking it up? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, the actor that played him. See, I can remember this, that him and Sarah worked together on the soap opera. Oh, okay. All My Children. That's what she was on. Oh, okay. I can remember that, but I can't. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's because I, I feel like a lot of Buffy and Angel folks do a lot of cons. So I, I know like, you know, we've interviewed Amber Benson and she's friendly with like a lot of actors that she didn't have any scenes with, you know? And like, I always think that's kind of interesting that a lot of you have gotten to know people that you worked on this, you worked the same job, but never like together or whatever. Right, right. I have a question. Sure. You, cause Hush is iconic, right? Did you know that it was going to be, did you have any like inkling that it was going to be like turn into like the, you know, the cl classic episode that it is, or was it kind of a surprise down the line that it became what it is? We knew it was going to be very special, but I don't think most of us knew it was going to be what it was going to be. I, I think that, that, I think there was some surprise, even though it was, although even when it happened, we weren't like, well, I guess that isn't any surprise, but. <laughs> but, it, but in a way it was because it was so much bigger than we, we thought it would be. Um, you never know with those episodes. I mean, jo you know, Joss was known for his pithy uh, dialogue. Um, yeah. And he, here he is doing a, an episode that has no dialogue. And it's just like, is this going to work? And I, I think at first the, uh, the, the, I think the network was very nervous about it, if I remember correctly. Um so, so to answer your question, I think we, we did know it was going to be special, but not, I don't think we fully understood that it was going to. Like, did you guys, like, did, so you said you had watched Buffy a little bit. So like, you knew that it was definitely like very different, right? Like yeah. you knew that it was. Yeah. Well, I mean, let me put it this way. You know, a number of years ago, um, TV Guide rated their top five TV boogeymen of all time. And number three was a picture of Doug Jones and I as the gentleman. That's cool. So I don't think I would have ever guessed that, you know, I mean, it's, it's that big, you know, it's, it's, it's huge that, that, the, that the gentleman would be considered, you know, one of the top five TV boogeymen of all time. Um, you should be proud of that though. That's like a, that's really cool. It's, ama it's amazing. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. 
And so I have to ask, since you've played a lot of monsters, are you into horror or no? Yeah, I love horror. I, I, I grew up loving, you know, the, the universal monsters. And I used to play with monster makeup uh, when oh, I was cool. when I was 10 years old. Uh, Dick Smith, uh, you know, published his Dick Smith's monster makeup handbook. Uh, in in magazine form, it was you know mo- famous monsters of Filmland published it, and um, my father had been a makeup artist, so I had been exposed to, to transformational makeup from the time I was very young. Oh, cool. um, but I got into monster makeup like shortly after that. I was like that. I'd be like that's where it's at. Monster makeup. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that you had that from as as a kid. That's so yeah, cool. Yeah. 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 Um what's what's one of your favorite horror movies then? I gotta ask. Um, probably my all-time favorite horror movie is The Haunting, the original Haunting. Okay. Uh, you know, uh but is is the haunting the black and white Vincent Price movie? No, no, it it, it is black and white, but it's not a Vincent Price movie. Okay. Um, it's about uh a, ha- a house that's haunted and a group of uh, parapsychologists go in to uh, investigate um, this and they actually stay at night there and all sorts of crazy, crazy things, frightening. I'm, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it, uh, but there was no special effects. It was almost all um, done with sound effects. And um, one of my favorite scenes is um is one of the characters uh they're in the the, the the two of the female characters are like roommates they're like they they're sharing a room and then and one of the characters you can hear her thoughts throughout throughout she, she's the narrator so okay. you're hearing her thoughts throughout the entire entire film and you can and the the lights are out and there's all this noise happening outside the room and they're like, and she keeps going, what's going on? What's going on? Why? And why is my roommate holding my hand so tight? And what, what, why is she holding my hand so tight? And then the light comes on and her roommates across the room and she's like, <laughs> yeah, who was <laughs> holding my hand? <laughs> and like things like that are just frightening the way they do it. And, and, that's I, I grew I grew up watching that movie on television and and every time I was scared to be Jesus but I just enjoyed it so much but I love the fact that there are no, no there you know you don't see any ghosts it's all left up to your imagination it so um, did you watch the Netflix series The Haunting of Hill House I think it's like, the, I think it's based on the same same story it's like very loosely but it is yeah I, I actually did think that was like really well done I, I have not seen that I should I should check it out yeah. Because I was trying to get Kim to watch it, but it is, I even, and I'm a big horror person, even I would say some of the scenes are pretty scary. And I was like, eh, you will like the storytelling, but it might scare you too much. <laughs> um, it's definitely worth checking out if you're a horror fan. Um, okay, okay. And I do think it's funny how like the horror movies we saw when we were younger do kind of stick with us as like scary, even if like they're not scary by standards of today, like they still scare you, right? Yeah, yeah. I, always, I was talking about that with a coworker, um, kind of about Friday the 13th, because, right, those are like just some people getting killed. But like as a kid, I would see them late at night and they would scare the crap out of me. Like and that like I'll still get a little scared yeah, by them, yeah. even though I'm into like horror that has way more gore or way bigger scares. But it's like sticks with me. Um, I always find that interesting. Sure. Um, Camden, thank you for doing this. Thank um, you. Thank you. 
let everyone know where they can find you and find your stuff. Oh, uh, well, you can find me on Facebook. I'm the only Camden toy on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> at least uh, knock wood so far. We'll see how many. Um, and uh, and on Twitter, because there is another Camden toy on Twitter, which is ridiculous, but uh, t- Twitter <laughs> refuses to take them down. I'm like, it's a fake account. And they're like, I, we, no, sorry. Um, so it's Camden underscore toy. Okay. Okay. Uh, at Twitter. So, uh, so yeah, that's how you can find me. Yeah. Cool. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Thank you. Thank you all for listening and, uh, we'll see you all later. Bye.